sake, let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts. So let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you. So you can hear it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty amazing, and you literally have to do nothing. The other thing is, you can make money from your podcast. There's no like minimum listenership required, so that's kind of cool. Um, But yeah, seriously, if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one, I would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, So yeah, go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? Hello and welcome. I'm Victoria. And I'm Serena. And together, we're Femme Noir. This podcast is all about women, specifically in film. We're going to review and analyze movies that are written by, directed by, or starring women. And we can't wait for you to join us. Tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, in this episode, we are going to be talking about The Matrix Resurrections that just came out, um, directed by Lana Wachowski. Um, The film follows uh, Keanu Reeves' Neo, who is plagued by strange memories. Um, His life takes an unexpected turn when he finds himself back inside The Matrix. This movie comes nearly 20 years after the last installment of The Matrix um, film series. And as always, we're going to start with first impressions, um, how we heard about the movie, what we got from the trailers, then we're going to go into more of a critical eye, uh, talking about things that worked for the movie, what didn't, themes and scenes and that sort of stuff. Um, We'll move on, we'll do our fuck Mary friend zone that we always do. Um, We'll look at nine production positions uh, behind the camera and see where and how women were involved. Then we'll rate the movie and then give you recommendations based on whether you like this movie and uh, other things that the director has worked on. Um, So starting with first impressions, I heard about the movie because um, I remember when they had, when they were filming, I think it was like during COVID or sometime last year, I think, and I saw a behind the scenes thing or something that got leaked where in San Francisco they were shooting and they were like, they had hung up a string um, between two buildings and they were doing like stunts. And I was shocked because- Yeah, they did a lot of like ground stunts. Yeah, you never see practical stunts, I feel like. It's very rare. And um, that was really cool. And so I kind of got excited for this movie. I want to say, disclaim, that I have not seen Matrix 2 and 3. And the only reason I saw this movie is because I heard it was going to be sort of like a reboot. um, Where you kind of didn't really need to know the rest of the movies 2 and 3. I have have seen the first movie and I really enjoyed the first movie. So I watched this one thinking it's going to be like... um, kind of like a fresh like a, like a new sort of matrix um series and so that's how i came across this movie all right um my dad like loves the matrix and he definitely made sure that we had seen at least the first one i know i've seen the second and third one at some point in my life but i retained absolutely zero memory of it like <laughs> absolutely none don't know why Um, So before I watched this one, I watched the first one, and then I watched a recap of (laughs) 
the entire trilogy. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I should have done that. I didn't even do that. Telling us what happened, and I was like, "I right, cool." So you got you given me the plot points and the things that people like. Got it. And then I watched this one, and yeah, that's pretty much where I was. Like, I just I knew this one was coming out for a while. Um, like I want to say, like Instagram, Twitter, they're like rumors of a new Matrix movie, and they're like, "Is the are the original directors gonna come back and direct it?" And yada yada. And I was like, <laughs> okay, interesting. And then like Keanu Reeves, I think in interviews was like, "Yeah, I'd do the Matrix again." And people were like, "Oh my god, there's gonna be another Matrix." And I'm like, "Okay, chill, like chill." Nothing happened, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I do enjoy the act. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll just cut to the chase. I did not like it. Um, I <laughs> I watched it with. Um, so I was playing a video game with Jen. This is a random group. Jen, Logan, and Kiana. We were all playing a video game, and then we all wanted to see it. And I don't think any of us had seen two or three <laughs> and actually logan was kind of filling us in on lore that they mentioned because i think thomas really likes it and so thomas was super into matrix and had known all the lore and so i would be like what's happening and logan would like oh kind of fill me in um but what i got from this movie was just it was kind of like the avengers for like matrix fans um because there was a lot of like meta like references that they made um and at one point logan made a comment like oh this is probably that like a sort of matrix that like the director wanted to make in the first place um because when the first matrix came out i think it was 1999 um i enjoyed it a lot and it's interesting because i think i enjoy movies when they do have sort of like in not, i don't want to say interference but when there is a lot more like hmm when there's a lot more input from different sources and in fact the first matrix was both of the sisters but this one is just lana um and i know that lana has done a lot of solo projects since the first matrix um but it's kind of that issue i had like with saving face where i think the half of it is the the more of the director's vision but that doesn't always mean that it's good (laughs) or that it's better um and we actually talked about i think you said get out that had a different ending originally and jordan peele was talked out of doing it yeah and I think sometimes that intervention can be good. Yeah. Because <laughs> the first Matrix is amazing. Um, it was very much studio, like, uh, produced. Um, this one I feel like is probably, she had a lot more freedom to do, but I did not enjoy it as much, unfortunately. I I didn't really like it either, but mostly because it didn't really make that much sense to me. Like, I get metaphorically what they were trying to do and, like, thematically with the idea of, like, the matrix like the first trilogy essentially being like some type of idea that got turned into what the matrix like wanted the matrix to be kind of a thing cool commentary i thought it was interesting i feel like there was like a lot of really cool interesting like bits to like the story that didn't really get like followed through on if that makes sense like it felt like it was like Mm here's some really cool ideas and then it was like oh yeah but also remember all of these other things and then it was like i kind of didn't care about the old stuff like it felt like and like i know they were trying to like like combat the idea of the first matrix but at the same time like it was almost Mm -hmm. like they kept bringing it up so much that this one couldn't be its own thing and so it felt like Mm, those two things were just like warring with each other because I really liked the idea of mm-hmm. like them of like the Matrix trilogy being turned into like a video game by the Matrix so that they could like convince 
and that like his memories weren't like actually real and then like other people can have the sense of like oh yeah how crazy would it be if like that was real to like mimic the like you know ideas of like is life like more than this is it not more than that do we have free will etc blah 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 like it still had all of those elements but then like it really just went nowhere (laughs) and I feel bad yeah (laughs) that's how it was because like I feel like they could have done a lot of really fun stuff with it like even like the fact where they're like oh yeah well ever since you guys left the matrix like these guys left too and now we've got all these things and now these people are like put out of their thing and they really didn't like follow through with a lot of it like even the whole idea of like Mm -hmm. agent smith like i'm sorry that didn't make any sense which one was agent smith agent smith is the guy that played um the king of england and hamilton he played the king in hamilton (laughs) yeah that's so funny oh gotcha because like the like literally the thing about this movie is i couldn't stop thinking about how it didn't make any sense like uh-huh. Because the ending of the trilogy, what happens is Neo finds out that the only way to get rid of Agent Smith is to kill himself because Agent Smith is a part of him. Like and mm. the code and everything. And so he like mm. kills himself and that's what gets rid of the Matrix. And so they mm-hmm. come back with this Matrix and they're like, Hey, like he's alive. Which of course means that like Agent Smith is also still alive, but for some reason, Agent Smith has his own, like, ability to do what he wants that has nothing to do with the architect, and there's been a change in architects. No, that that was, like, irritating to me, too, that whole scene where he's just telling the plan. I was like, okay, it's it's a lot he's of telling the dialogue. plan, and literally nothing visually is happening either. It's so boring. Like, it wasn't right. even like they could take a page out of, like, what's the movie? They... There's, like, a literal, like, book or, like, analysis that they do of, like, making scenes where you have to explain the plan interesting. And they always talk mm-hmm. about the the scene in the first Pirates of the Caribbean when mm-hmm. Orlando Bloom and um, Johnny Depp are having the, like, sword fight in the, like, it's not a barn. It was in the blacksmith's, like, whatever you call it place where he makes swords (laughs) and they're like fighting and it's like super interesting but as they're fighting you're getting all of the subtext between their banter that like lets you in on like each of the characters motivations and like what they're essentially going to do later on in the story and there's even like a lesson there that ends up being paralleled in the rest of the film and so it's just so annoying now to like watch a scene where he literally shot a bullet that didn't move for like five minutes minutes. (laughs) no one moved except for him for five minutes (laughs) and all he did was talk yeah about how it all works and even that didn't make any sense i'm not gonna lie well you know what we talked about a little bit um because i haven't seen the rest of the terminators and i was talking about how i didn't like the way that um sarah connor was treated in the first terminator and then logan was saying literally the first terminator is where she's treated the worst the second one and on she becomes like a badass and the main character and she's really cool and i feel and i think he said that in front of jen and jen was like they kind of 
did that in reverse with the matrix in the first matrix carrie ann moss who i fucking love is amazing and then from then on she be she's super reduced her character is like the love interest yes and i think that this movie especially she was completely absent first of all you could probably compile all of her scenes and it's maybe 20 minutes and some of her scenes, she doesn't even talk. She's not important at all. And that scene where they finally get her to wake up, you know, and join the fight. I think Jen was like, this should have happened in the first half hour. Yeah. Like, where was she the entire movie? Um, that was. I felt just bad for her. And the fact that his motivation entirely was motivated by his love for her. I was like, great. So it's dumb. kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. Jen Jen liked it. I mean, it, the romance is cute. But I was like, this is so refrigerated. It's super, like, like, she's such an accessory. It, like, didn't actually have to do with anything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess is like, why I didn't like it yeah the power of love like, no <laughs> we're adults here <laughs> i'm sorry that's not what <laughs> this franchise is about yeah it's not I'm working on me um and whether or not yeah, that was the intention i mean maybe that was something that the director and the writers wanted to do from the get-go um wasn't up my alley and i read reviews from people who enjoyed the movie and thomas was saying he really loved it as a fan and I, this kind of goes with what we were talking about in Saving Face, where we were like, movies are kind of just made to be watched like a TV show now. I definitely mm. feel like that is the case with this movie. You have to yeah. be a fan to like it. Yeah, and like, on some level, I understand that like, this movie is trying to like, subvert all of the ideas of like, the first one. Like, there's like, there is a theme that could have gone a lot farther, like a I've said with like the ideas of like like consumerism and how it takes over uh and like how it takes over like an idea and like they they say it a lot in the movie like oh that's what the matrix does it takes your dreams and then turns them into something less trivial or whatever something that meant a lot to you and turns it into something that doesn't mean anything which like quite literally happened to the matrix (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so like it is meta in that way and they are calling out like a lot of like the industry and the way that like we've evolved from 20 years ago but at the same time there isn't anything going against that in this film either (laughs) so it's like why make a movie about it if the movie isn't actually gonna do like it doesn't make any point like it's it's yeah it's one of those things where they talk about all these oh i hate this i hate this and then they're just like all right well cool (laughs) like there's no solution or anything like they just kind of go with it yeah a lot of like the stylistic things that i enjoyed about the first matrix are just completely gone and it every time they flash and that was like on purpose what do you mean like it was she in the first movie was like an aesthetic choice to make it like really cool and whatever Uh but then she was like i want to make this one look not like the originals because this is supposed to be like a new story Mm -hmm. the matrix has been turned into something that's quote unquote cool so i want to make it the opposite of that Mm -hmm. so she chose to make like she said that that, like yeah it's in a quote somewhere i forget but i was reading like an article it was in like burst or something where they took a quote of hers because they were talking about like the aesthetic choices of it yeah and i was like that was probably the thing i actually enjoyed about this movie was that it felt kind of grimy and like dark and like i like the shaky cams (laughs) but like it didn't parallel a lot of the actual like plot or themes and i guess maybe that's what it is is that like they had a theme and the plot didn't follow the theme Mm -hmm. like the plot and the theme kind of 
existed on two separate planes yeah. in the same movie and that maybe is why I feel like it didn't really work out that well mm-hmm. because it, it it pretty much gave you like thematic ideas that like yeah they could have done but the plot was completely bland <laughs> and honestly did not actually make that much sense which I don't know if you like the ideas and like thinking about things abstractly completely forget about the plot and watch the movie and you'll think it's great yeah and that could just <laughs> but I couldn't get over the plot I was like it's it doesn't make sense yeah and that could There's just be on plot. us because we are kind of like what we are kind of the audience I guess that they're like mocking in the beginning because the movie for us means something different than it does for people who have maybe been a part of the series as it's been airing and we're also younger too so I didn't see the matrix until a couple years ago um because that yeah. came out when I was two like lol yeah I'm, I'm 24 <laughs> like now. I watched it and yeah yeah um but like some of the things i liked about the first movie i thought it was so unique and to this day is so unique is like the green color grading that's something that i was just like (laughs) i loved so much and every time they would flash back and you would see like that green it was just so that is what i associate the matrix with and i thought that was such an interesting stylistic choice because of like the green like um the zeros and ones and like the way it represents like you know computer and technology it's fantastic but there was nothing similar or an equivalent in this movie it was still blue it was like blue and orange you know how they use those sort of like contrasting um the white balance and stuff like that which makes it just look like any other hollywood action movie um yeah and they just completely like i read in an article that the element of using like slow motion or like having a character moving regular yeah (laughs) bullet time having character moving regularly while everything else is slow to show that they're Mm -hmm. like moving quickly was like popularized by that movie if not invented yeah um yeah and i guess like you know that's the sort of thing that they wanted to move away from is just the things that people associate with the matrix so heavily but then there's nothing that um impressed me very much about this movie where the first one was so incredibly impressive the bar was just really high um which i guess yeah the bar was high yeah and then to have you know pretty much made something completely original yeah and then to have to like revisit it and like she volunteered to do it which is cool and like yeah they probably would have still made a matrix without her it's kind of annoying that like yeah, it's not that good anything <laughs> yeah like this this could have been done exactly the same if not better by somebody else yeah. and this i'm just saying this as someone who was not a fan and someone who has not seen the other movies that's why i keep saying that this is like the avengers of the matrix because i feel like if it i watch avengers sense. like what's it called not age of ultron or what's the last one where it's like the guy snaps or whatever i feel like if end i want Endgame, yeah yeah if i watched endgame like part two randomly i would be so fucking confused and so lost and honestly i was kind of confused during the second um tom holland spider-man when they kept talking about iron man and shit i was like i don't really know oh, any yeah. of what's going on and so but I like, like at least they referenced it you know <laughs> i feel like if i did not it was like this movie they didn't even reference anything like they they referenced what happened and then they didn't <gasps> reference like the in-between if that makes sense does that make sense kind, like yeah, at they, least they mentioned iron man died that's you know? true and this one it was just like 
they just showed you Wait, like to jog your memory. <laughs> That's why it feels like the Avengers or some shit because it's like this is for fans only. Like they made this movie yeah, for the fans. It was very. It was a nostalgia trip. Yeah, it really feels like. Yeah, it was like a fanfic. Like for like, the, it's they for can't the fans. make more out of like I mean they can make more out of this movie, but it's mm-hmm. not gonna be good. It's gonna be for fans. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like there was nothing really else and so that's why i'm giving it the avengers treatment right now because <laughs> that is what good. it is <laughs> it's not avengers good outside oh my god dropping bombs Look, avengers at least has a plot does it i haven't seen the any yeah they actually make plot that's crazy. And, like, all their plot holes actually get filled in with as the movies go along. <laughs> you know what, though? I think... Because so, I was kind of watching Marvel up until, I think, 2015. That's when the second Avengers came out. I think that one was Age of Ultron. I don't, maybe that's a Transformers movie? Yeah, that I don't one know. was Age of Ultron. Oh, okay. Um, and that one was so confusing. I remember being so frustrated after that movie that I was like, I'm not watching Marvel anymore. Because it was so confusing and, like, frustrating. And it's probably because <laughs> I wasn't really keeping up with, like, all the movies. But I was like... Probably. I saw the first Avengers. Like, I should understand this Avengers, but it was so, like, upsetting. Because that's me. when it gets like darker. It was with, like, like you would probably actually like all the ones after Age of Ultron. You probably would actually like Age of Ultron if you rewatched it. I'm not rewatching that <laughs> shit. Good luck over my dead body. It was no, it was like so confusing, and I feel like you kind of had to know the characters because, like, the yeah, you had to know who they were talking about. Yeah. And, like, because they also do that thing where they give you characters from the comic book that you're just supposed to like without actually building them up until yeah. later. Yeah. Which is something that, like, they do a lot yeah. and they can do because of, like, the fact that there are comic books to, like, base everything off of. Yeah. Which is why I would argue that they are fine because like the matrix is only the matrix to build itself off of mm-hmm. so the fact that they didn't have anything in between to like cushion the transition was like dude like what yeah it's kind of true <laughs> which is why i was like yeah avengers is better because they can actually like they actually have the basics to build the abstract blocks off of whereas this one kind of felt just like oh crap well we can't do the same thing again <sighs> yeah. here's some more abstract ideas that would have been really interesting to have been followed through on. Mm-hmm. But there was no actual building blocks. Yeah. There was no foundation for it to actually be built off of. It was just... Uh, yeah. Ideas. Which is kind of a bummer. Because I do think that, like, a lot of the stuff was improved. So, like, it was cool to see, like, you know, 20 years later, the types of effects that were used to, like... You know, you see, like, when they wake up and that sort of stuff. Like, it was it was a cool combination of, like, practical and 3D because of, the, like, yeah. scenes where they're, like, jumping off the roof and you know that it's practical. You know that they actually did that. But then stuff, yeah, like... Yeah, they have the strings. Yeah. The ropes or whatever. And, like, when they're waking up in the goop, like, you can tell it's, like, real. Like, all that stuff is, yeah. like, real. But then, like, you see the, the CGI around it and when they're flying and stuff like that. So yeah. it was a cool combination. Um, and I appreciate the use of practical effects in this day and age. It's really cool. And I think it'll it holds up a lot better. But, um, I feel like they should have just it. stayed with the practical effects because a lot of this didn't make sense to me. Something we talked about in Saving Face that I um, stand by. Well, yeah, because in terms of this movie, well, I already <laughs> said if you aren't a fan, don't watch it, lol. But something, unfortunately, that I read on Twitter, which obviously isn't the opinion of everybody, but it's just concerning. Because we talked about in Saving Face how theater... Um, 
in the Saving Face podcast, which may or may not be out already, how theater audiences are dropping. There's not a lot of people going out to the theaters right now because it's COVID, um, but how in general, you know, theater is not a centerpiece to a lot of people's lives. Um, and I saw a post saying like, oh, you know, there's a lot of really um, big sort of franchise movies coming out that nobody is going to see, Matrix Resurrections being one of them, um, the new Guillermo del Toro movie, uh, which is like not getting Nightmare any publicity. Alley. Nightmare Alley, which was amazing. Dude, but... I want to see it. Oh, it was actually like really good. I enjoyed it more than um, the the sea Shape one. Of water. Shape of Water. I didn't. I actually really didn't like, that like one. Shape of Water. I'm not Me either. Yeah, but this one I thought was good. Okay. Um, but that one wasn't getting a lot of publicity. There were a couple others that they mentioned. I can't really remember. Maybe like um, what's the musical that just came out? Annette. Uh, no, the fifty. Tick, tick boom. The fifties one. It's in theaters, not oh, on Netflix. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? That one's yeah, not... Yeah, It's because it's a Spielberg, but not. it's not getting a lot of attention. Um, what the heck? Why am I blinking? West Side Story. West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, a lot of these movies that are not going to make... No way I mentioned three different musicals. <laughs> I know. I was like, no. <laughs> Definitely not either of those. Um... But yeah, that like a lot of these big name people are not going to get the big name or the big audiences that they have gotten in the past. Yeah. Um, and someone in the comments was like, well, maybe they should like try other things like direct like um, <laughs> animations or video games to see cool. if they're actually good directors. And I was like, it's just so unfortunate that like directors can't try anything different, I guess. Like there's not really that freedom when it's it's just so perilous now, which Unless which kind Eternals. of does suck. I know. And, and- we're Which, gonna talk about how I feel about that movie after you watch it. <laughs> right, like it. Even though I didn't enjoy this movie, I'm not saying this movie shouldn't exist. And I think that is very like that. There's mm-hmm. a distinction. Like, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't enjoy it. It's not my type of movie. I don't think it's awful though. And I think that directors should be able to have that sort of freedom and try different things, like you said, and be, you know, counteractive yeah, yeah. to themselves and have that, you know, ability without compromising their career and it just sucks that we don't really have that freedom right now because it's just such a tentative business yeah. like they're not if they don't get like, money it's not going to exist which house kids haven't made a good movie in a hot second <laughs> <laughs> well it's only who's been directing i think it's just lana i don't know if the other um, i think it is just lana sister is making movies yeah let me the fact check real quick yeah so oh no 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 okay so lily is still in the business but um she's just there's like an EW article about why she's not in it. Really? Okay, yeah, they do different stuff now. I'm looking at how they, because I know they did Sense8, but um, after the first season, it was only Lana that was writing and directing. Um, and there are a lot of they other projects. They did Sense8 together? The first season. Yeah, that was that was like the only good thing they made. Um, have Jupiter you... Ascending sucked. Yeah, that was the stupidest thing. Ascending. One of the stupidest things I've ever watched in my life. I'm sorry. I think they actually they both did Jupiter Ascending, um, which yeah. is crazy. But I really I haven't heard, I haven't seen the movie Bound, but I've heard that that movie is really good and it's queer. Came out in the nineties before the Matrix, but that was both of them too. But yeah, I think now like more recently they haven't really done anything together. Um, besides Jupiter Ascending, yeah. How did that come up? I already forgot. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking about how, like, oh, it should still, movies like this should exist still, or something like that. I can't remember what I said. Oh, like, they should still have, without losing, like, their careers. Right. 
I... I understand volunteering for the project because you don't want it to become something it's not, but I still feel like they didn't have, like, any actual say. Like, it didn't feel like something that wanted to be made, you know? You think so? Like, that was what they wanted. Yeah. I think, honestly, because the first, like, half hour or 40 minutes, they were really just dragging that original trilogy, and so that's why it felt like maybe it was very like self-reflective yeah like there were a that lot of comments made, made yeah. sense uh-huh. when they were like you know the self-reflection and like you know talking about like the how they took something and made it something else like that felt like that was probably something that was their director's intention but then the actual like movie as a whole and like the the trinity and neo like love powering the matrix that part didn't feel that part felt very hollywood really yeah Hmm. but like i don't know (laughs) interesting i don't you know what because i feel like i the only reason i feel like it's not is because i feel like if it was there'd be a lot more movies with that element where it's like it's like the power of love you know what i mean the power of love but i mean what where is that in action movies i feel like that's not very present that it's it's about the action but like in the matrix it kind of was like a thing Hmm. i don't know man i don't know yeah it did kind of feel like it came out of nowhere like even for the matrix (laughs) like what (laughs) what yeah Um, love and like who's love yeah just Keanu the main guy their love for each other because every time she was mentioned he would get like a power power up and power boost or whatever I don't even yeah know. like his power came from that but then she had her own power and then again to this movie not making sense she finally powers up right yeah she kicks she kicks his ass right Bad and guy. then and then they both fly off into the sunset. Right. Both of them. Right. After it's been made clear that he can't fly. <laughs> well, I thought that was just because so he didn't So all of a any... sudden, I guess he can fly again. Yeah. I don't c- know. Because the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, ah. Yeah. So I don't know. But it, it's just not my type of movie. But I, I feel like it's it's not, you know this isn't the end of times that this movie exists it's fine like i i would i would think it would be worse if they didn't give her that opportunity yeah if, like if they that, really were like no we're in yeah after they're like we're gonna make money it. yeah if they didn't let her kind of be reflective i think that would have been worse yeah i still think that yeah it probably could have been worse if she wasn't a part of it mm-hmm. and it sucks that you know maybe she didn't get to have that much say in it because i feel like it does feel like there's some tension between the direction of where this movie was going yeah well I feel like maybe the movie could have been better but I feel like it would have been a worse situation for that to have happened when it's like when it really comes down to the fact that like you know like the artist and like the artist's connection to their own creation is severed for the sake of business completely I think that oh, would have yeah. been that very sucks. ethically um, depressing. Like if that if they had been like, no, you cannot have what you have created because 
we want it to make money, etc. I think that it's better yeah, that, that it's it. You like, can at tell least that they both get to make money. Yeah, at least at least she but had a she hand in money it. Out of it. Like I think just for principle, I think it's better that, or it's more uh, assuring to me that directors are still having opportunities to work on the on their own product, um, and it's yeah. not just all being completely resold and you know, it's not like for the sake of person. yeah, for the sake of revenue, yeah, yeah. Because that, that should be an opportunity for people. It's like directors should be able to fail if, if if something bombs. That shouldn't mean the end of their career. And if people aren't having I as mean, big of a reception, it should be fine. They didn't because they made Jupiter ascending. Well, what was the, <laughs> what was the box office draw on that? Because surprisingly, a lot of people have seen that movie. Jupiter ascending. Yeah, should I find out? The box office draw. Yeah, like was it as? Brett, it's got a twenty-eight on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> But what was the box office? <laughs> 5.3 IMDb and a 40% on Metacritic. Because, like, bad movies make money. What does Transformers get on Rotten Tomatoes? Like, a 10%? That shit made millions. <laughs> Jupiter sending, ooh, 200 million budget made 183 million. Yeah, it didn't do well. <laughs> 200 million for that movie? That's expensive. That's like Disney expensive. Is this a Disney movie? Yeah, and it was Warner Brothers. Wow. That's crazy. Like, Transformers? Now I want to know just for the kick. <laughs> like the first Transformers? 4.84 billion box office. Dude, I'm telling you. Rotten Tomatoes, though? Please don't say it's over 50. Still looking for it. <laughs> it's got like a 58% bad. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I'll so take that. It did worse. I'll take it. The yeah. scale's Boy, confusing for Rotten Tomatoes, but yeah. Yeah. But the audience rating is like 85. But again, right. people know to watch these movies and to turn their brain off. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, The Matrix was never a turn your brain off movie the I don't beauty think of so it was either. that it was like yeah. an action movie that you could also think about right that, like the entire idea of like the entire reason it got big was because it made you think right <laughs> this one made me think but not in the way I wanted to <laughs> I was thinking a little too much I was trying to fill in all these gaps yo <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't keep doing that Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to say too many bad things about it. There, is, It's not that deep. It's like, not. That's what I'm either saying. Either way. It's not. Like, it's not that deep if it was uh, good. It's not that deep if it was bad. It's right. just, I really hate watching a bad movie. Me too. <laughs> when you know it's not going to be good and you still watch it, it's like, fuck, why did I do that to myself? Two and a half yeah, hours? Like, uh, <laughs> fuck. At least I watched it on HBO Max and not in theaters. Same, same. I didn't know it was on HBO Max. I didn't know it still was part of that deal, but yeah. 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 I'm glad I didn't go to theaters to watch it. Same. Streaming is good sometimes. <laughs> well, <laughs> behind the scenes. <laughs> um, I wrote down 10 production positions because um, when there's women in visual effects, I like to include it. I think that that's really cool. Oh, so. yeah, that's cool. There was women in the visual effects department for this movie. Um, writer and director included women. Um, of course, 
the director, but then um, was ed- it was not edited by a woman. Um, cinematographer. There were a lot of people credited for this movie. A lot of people worked on this movie. So for most of these, um, like cinematography, art director, there's a lot of names. Um, but these included women. So cinematography, art direction, visual effects, a lot of names, but they included women. Um, no women on composer or sound, but the costumes and makeup included women. Um, so out of the ten, seven of them included women, which is really cool. I think a lot of, like, recently a lot of the movies we're watching have included a lot of women, which is awesome. Um, I know, I'm like, I can't tell if that's because those movies are coming out with, like, there's more stuff coming out with women involved, or if we're just really good at finding movies that involve women. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting better. We're getting better at finding some. Um, yeah. So we, we just, um reviewed saving face and rated it really high spoiler and um thought it was really good and it had a lot of women too so you know what women can do it all they can make good and bad movies so um, yes and they should be allowed to be good (laughs) and be bad yeah (laughs) um yeah so that's it for big nine um so let's do fmf let me get the cast up here. So we could do Keanu Reeves. Do you want to do Keanu Reeves? <laughs> He's kind of a dill. Yeah. Okay. Keanu. Um, we could do... Also, it was kind of nice to watch a movie where <laughs> the only people that like were evil in the movie were white. Did you notice that? Oh, yes. <laughs> they were just white men, and I was like, LOL. That's and I was true. like, it is nice, too, to have, like, an entire lead, like, the entire, I guess, ensemble good guy cast, like, they were actually diverse, you know? It's true, yeah. Like, we didn't have a white protagonist. Is Keanu Reeves not white? <laughs> He's not. <laughs> He's not? Mm-mm. What is he? My dad didn't know that either. <laughs> what the fuck is he? <laughs> He's Asian. He is? He's a Chinese Hawaiian. Like Chinese Pacific Islander. That was crazy. Ha. Literally did not know that. I think on his mother's side? It's, it's on one of his parents' sides that he's got like the Asian Pacific Islander. But yeah. That's crazy. And a lot of people only found out about it recently because of um, Always Be My Maybe. They, like, bring him in. Oh, yeah, I saw the movie. And uh, Ali Wong makes some joke about, like, yeah, he's the Asian love lead. Like, <laughs> like I forget. Like, they were, they were talking about, like, how they don't get a lot of, like, hot Asian, like, um, male, like, love interests as, like, main characters. And they're like, yeah, we, we have one, and it's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> You're kidding. I literally just thought he was, like, a, a spicy white-looking guy. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. This 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 is a good a good segue into the uh the what we were talking about in passing, how mixed people can tell other people are mixed. <laughs> it's true. That's crazy. <laughs> Did That's not know so this. Funny. Yeah, no, my dad didn't either, and I told him, I was like, You don't see it. But like once you know, I feel like you, you, you can see it. I don't know. I've looked at like the old photos of him, like from the first Matrix totally looks like some generic ass white guy like maybe a guy with like two percent something but like never would have thought in a million years honestly as he's getting older he does look a little less white which is interesting i have no idea yeah that's crazy i did not know that um yeah 
Wow, okay. Well, go off, King. Um, Love Keanu. I can't even remember what we're talking about. Oh, okay, so the so we can do Keanu Reeves. Um, <laughs> the guy who played the new um, Morpheus. Oh, I love that guy. I'm um, sad he hasn't been in, like, better movies. He was in, um, what's it called? Candyman. Yeah, like, he keeps being in movies that aren't doing, like, well, if Oops. that makes sense. Oh, I thought, really? Did Candyman like, not do good? Because, like, the movie I want to say he's been in that did the best was probably The Greatest Showman, and he had, like, two lines. Oh, shit, I didn't even see that. He was, a uh, Zendaya's brother. The greatest showman. Oh my god. Like he was in he was in Aquaman as the villain. That's what I saw in here, but I don't remember him in there. That's what that movie sucks. It does. It's pretty bad. That movie was way longer than it needed to be. Um that movie just shouldn't exist. And they're making a second one, but anyway. (laughs) So we can do Keanu Reeves, um, the cute new Morpheus. And then we could do the Smith guy, Jonathan Groff, or we could do Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris. <laughs> sure. Jonathan Groff. The <laughs> okay. <of> England. <laughs> yeah, the king of England. Our spitting um, king. Who played Smith. So, like, the guy who played young Morpheus, it says Morpheus slash Agent Smith, then Jonathan Groff is just Yeah, Smith. he gets taken over. Oh. I don't even remember. Okay. Or, no, no, no. He starts off as an agent. Which all agents are just replicas of Agent Smith, so they all just have the name Smith. Oh, period. And then he is awoken oh, right. to his identity as Morpheus. That, right. That's what happened. Correct. Okay. Okay, so let's do that. No, we actually have, like, cute options this time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I, I like... Can I do young Keanu Reeves? <laughs> I know, I like young Keanu Reeves a little bit more than I do older Keanu Reeves, but, yeah. like, older Keanu Reeves, like, he's an icon. <laughs> he is. I haven't seen John Wick. He's an icon, too. and I guess in heteronormative media, he's still considered really hot. Right, definitely. Well, yeah, like, I've a lot seen of people thirst after of... Keanu Reeves right now, so. Oh, young Keanu Reeves had it, had it though. Like, I've seen some pictures sometimes. There's a picture of him playing guitar. I'm like... <laughs> beautiful he was looking tasty back in the day that is so funny he was a snack um so i probably fuck yeah. young kuanu reeves <laughs> new morpheus is cool too like yeah i'd fuck cute. him too <laughs> jonathan groff he's a bit like a disney prince is he i think so i think he he either is the voice of he's in frozen the best disney prince Kristoff, because he knows his place <gasps> He is! Or is he the voice? I wasn't sure if he was just the actual voice or if he was the singing voice. He's the voice. Um, I think I'd fuck him too. He's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's got lips. But, he ain't the yeah, worst looking sure. person in the world. <gasps> Stop, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. <laughs> Unless he's going... Spit so much. <laughs> what? I keep mentioning this because there's this meme about how much he spits in Hamilton as the oh, king of really? England. Like, he, bro, what? full shower. You're joking. <laughs> he spits so much. No. Oh, my God. Have you not seen those memes? No. I mean, I've seen Dude, Hamilton. Dude, they're so funny. 
Oh my gosh. You you have to watch it just for his performance as the King of England. Ew, I don't even know. It's if so I, funny. I've seen. No, I have seen it. Like on the Disney Plus or whatever. Oh, you have. I thought you said you didn't. <laughs> oh no, I have. I have. Um, someone. Oh, I think I was talking to Kiana about. We were talking about the Spider Mans, and Kiana was like, "Andrew Garfield spits so much" or something. And it I was does. Like, no, no, no. I've okay, me and Kiana have both that. mentioned the fact that every time he kisses <laughs> anyone in the Spider Man movies, there is so much spit that comes after the kiss and we're like the only common denominator is andrew garfield stop because keanu be looking at actors lips too much i'm like we, we watched we watched fucking don't look up and keanu was like can leo dicaprio put on chapstick i was like what are you talking okay, about but like that's a legit that's a legit concern <laughs> i don't mean has no reason i don't be looking there Vaseline, bro. some chapstick <laughs> Okay, but then that's my final answer, so now you go. <laughs> Wait, you just said you were going to screw all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cute. Oh, okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I probably have friend zone, Jonathan Groff, Agent Smith. Because um, <laughs> he spits so much and that grosses me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. I would... Screw Keanu Reeves, and then I would marry young Morpheus because he's younger and I'd have longer life with him. <laughs> okay, valid. <laughs> I, I couldn't marry Keanu because he'd probably die before me. And That's true. Yeah. He's kind of old. Oof. Keanu, don't listen to this. I'm sorry, I'm sir. Sorry. But you are. We love you. A grandpa. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, you're getting there. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with like hospice and all that. <laughs> you're thinking about this a lot. Just dying. <laughs> like if I did have to deal with that, I don't want it to be just because you've outlived me. You know. Oh my god, stop! That's, That's so sad. bad. <laughs> so sad. Okay, what would you rate the movie? Um, I'm gonna be honest. I probably wouldn't watch this movie again, and I know on our on our scale, five is that cutoff, right? Of like watching it again or not watching it again. I didn't even think the act like I could not just watch this movie, you know. Like mm-hmm. I don't think even if I turned my brain off, I could watch it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't pleasing to look at. It wasn't like the action. It's sad because they had so many stars, like action stars. Like the girl that played uh, Bugs, mm-hmm. she's like from Iron Fist, and she's yeah, got awesome, I love like, her stunt ability. And I she's feel like amazing. she did not get an opportunity to do cool stunts in this one right. or have like cool fight sequences. Yeah. Um. So that was a missed opportunity, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably give this maybe like three. <gasps> Same. I was thinking three this whole time. <laughs> I'm definitely giving it a three out of ten. There's just so many missed opportunities, and it didn't even make sense. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I would not watch it again. I barely even finished it the first time. I think if I wasn't watching it with people, I probably would have not finished it. Um, yeah, I don't think I would have finished it. Yeah. If I wasn't watching it with my family. Yeah, so that was kind of a bummer. I am um, a firm yeah. believer of the fact that you shouldn't have to watch a movie in order to pick up on what they're like talking about when you watch another, like the next one. That's what I was no. kind of hoping, but I don't even know. Like, I always feel like if you're going to make something that's going to 
build off of something else that like whatever it was that happened before whether it be emotional or like subtextual there should be like a way that you've provided the audience to like have an understanding of what happened Mm -hmm. whether it be like flashbacks or like like they talk have a conversation about the previous like thing that happened in a way that is meaningful and not just as like a plot device because otherwise the audience isn't going to care like for like spider-man like you didn't care because you didn't watch any of the movies but like everyone else was like oh my god iron man like he's dead right here peter being like yeah like he was my mentor and he's dead and i don't know what to do Mm -hmm. like that is something for anyone that hasn't seen like other movies that maybe watched like you know one or two like iron man movies Mm -hmm. like can understand and like even from his performance you can feel how sad he was about it Mm. and so you can feel like oh okay there's a sense of loss there there was not a lot of that in this that Mm -hmm. even like connected you to like what was happening Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is that is probably one of the ways in which the scope of film is changing is now they have to kind of rope people in with with some sort of incentive yeah like like if you're gonna make stuff that's like the fandom value yeah Yeah. you've got to have some something for people that aren't part of the fandom you know yeah that's what you would think but i don't know i don't know what actually is selling or what's getting people to go to the theaters i don't know i don't know because what spider-man far from home nope no way home was one that is the only is the only movie i think that broke the actual like covid box office uh well it's unfortunate because there's a lot of movies that weren't meant to come out on hbo max when warner brothers did that deal at the end of the year nobody knew about it so people that made yeah they didn't really console yeah they were pissed um the people who made this movie were probably pissed because these movies easily probably could have broken that barrier but everyone was just like i'm just gonna watch on hbo max and so they lost out on a lot of that headline like some countries are still in lockdown yeah exactly Um, like we're probably going back into a lockdown soon yeah we I mean, better <laughs> yeah I, i'm kind of in my own personal like cautious lockdown um yeah it's just like and like i think the hard part is is because streaming it's so hard to track like numbers because you can you can track how many screens there are but like you said like i watch this with my family you can't assume that every screen has five people behind it watching it so you mm-hmm. can't count it as like five you can really theoretically count it as one and then even then like you know who actually streamed it who's just like pirating it who's getting it from somewhere else online like yeah so like movie theaters you could count that but you can't count that when it comes to like streaming so that like makes it difficult so like yeah these marvel movie headlines and stuff like that it's like oh it's breaking records it's kind of a skewed statistic yeah i'm also like it's kind of like people really like spider-man <laughs> yeah like that is one of the reasons marvel in general even as comic books like did successfully like mm-hmm. was because of spider-man's character right but yeah it's just like spider-man just one of those things where like yes of course spider-man's gonna do it because everyone likes spider-man yeah like, as an idea <laughs> yeah it's like the two it's like batman and spider-man people no matter what side you're on it's like everyone likes batman everyone likes spider-man yeah like yeah he's an og <laughs> yeah like they're Eternals the ogs didn't even air in like 
countries because they were upset that they kissed the gay kiss. Oh, Eternals. Yeah. Like, yeah, which is stupid because mm-hmm. I mean, they had so many other things to be mad about in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> From like a, I I yeah I don't know. It's interesting the box office, mm. but yeah I don't know this one. So it could have done well, but yeah, there's this sort of like skewed. The other thing with like Spider-Man is like it came out theoretically before a lot of the like Omicron like warnings did like it was like really early stages of Omicron like at that point it was like oh Omicron has just arrived in the US there's been like two outbreaks in like a travel city I guess like when Spider-Man came out so like people were still going out to do things too they're still showing it every half hour at my local theater. Oh, yeah, they're still so, showing it. So, yeah, like, and people are showing sold it. out immediately. Yeah, Because yeah. people were still going out to see things. Like, yeah, people are brave and COVID for Matrix this movie. By the time Matrix came out, it was, what, it came out a couple days before Christmas, in mm-hmm. which Omicron's already shut down a couple countries. It's already, you know, gotten people sick, been an outbreak, like, well, I don't know if people if people could stream the Spider Man, I bet people would have streamed it. But it just because oh, that yeah, wasn't an option. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's just one of those things. That one of the ways that which COVID is kind of glaring, it's making you know what people were already yeah. kind of suspicious of. It's making it just more obvious. Interesting. Yeah, because I guess the industry like just uses box office numbers in order to like decide what to make. So maybe if that goes away, maybe we'll get better stuff. <laughs> and that's just the business part of it, yeah. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Go two ways. Either the entire industry will just collapse and we'll just have people making movies because they can, or they'll actually get to see what happens when people actually get to make movies that people want to see rather than rely solely on what's going to make money. Um, well, I feel like it's not necessarily true. I feel like there's a lot of movies that, yeah, maybe didn't do so well. Like, or what was the one we just mentioned? Not Transformers. Not, like, Jupiter Ascending. I mean, they they made that movie, but they're still coming back making another Matrix. Like, their careers weren't over. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's all about box office. But, like, I don't think they were making that one for box office. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, if the box office were to just go away entirely, like, what what would happen? Like, mm-hmm. I think we might... It's, like, either... There's no incentive? Yeah. Yeah, well... Like, the people who are going to be making it are the people who are doing it because they love it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'd probably get a lot more interesting things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot more... A lot of cool stuff, maybe. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. But also, it takes a lot of money to make a movie, so... Exactly. What, what would happen? What would yeah. happen? It's an unending cycle. And on that sad note, do we have anything else to talk about? Um, recommendations. So we oh. said Jupiter Sending, right? Yeah, sure. Also well, directed by um, Lana Wachowski. Came out in 2015. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a recommendation. That's just like a an option. Well, if, if you enjoyed this movie, you might enjoy that movie. Logan actually said he really enjoyed that movie. Um, like, he thought it was just, like, campy and fun. So that, you might enjoy that movie. 
I'm trying to think of all the like sci-fi-esque movies that I've watched that are like dystopian and I was like Children of Man. Wait, is that what it's called? Children of Man? So yeah, it's based off of a book, but it's essentially like the world has like stopped having like babies and everything's gone into chaos and this girl randomly becomes pregnant but it's like an immaculate conception and it deals a lot with like immigration like police states and that whole idea um but like it's really good (laughs) um can't believe i forgot about that movie for a second that movie is like awesome um and it's it's 2006 it's a little bit older but like you've definitely seen people that are like in the movie like uh like uh Chiwetel Iwafor, um Michael Caine, Julianne Moore. They're all in it. <laughs> it's really good. It's action, but it's also like survival and you know, it also is very thought-provoking. Um Man, they've got some great shots in that movie. Definitely would actually recommend that one. Um <laughs> I want to watch Children of Men now. (laughs) Alright. Okay, so now I don't think we have anything else to talk about. Thank you for listening. Um, Follow us on our social media at Femnoir Podcast. We're on TikTok and Instagram. If you feel up to it or want to discuss anything, feel free to DM us. We definitely would love to do that. And... Until the next one comes out, I guess we'll, you'll hear us, you'll hear from us later. (laughs) Have a great rest of your day, time, whatever. Bye. Bye.